0: Welcome to Along the Way with Trudy Kathy White. Trudy is the daughter of Jeanette and Truett Cathy, founder of Chick-fil-A. And like her dad, she is a beloved leader, communicator, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, Trudy will share a heartwarming collection of true stories with lessons she's learned along the way, and remind you that the legacy you'll leave then is the life you're living now. Here now is your host, Trudy Kathy White. Welcome, friends, to this episode of Along the Way with Trudy Kathy White. I'm your host, Trudy. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you've heard me talk a lot now about our missionary time in Brazil. After living in Brazil for six years, we were actively engaged in our ministry. We had grown to love the Brazilian people, enjoy their food, speak their language, and certainly adapted to the culture. But as I grew more comfortable sharing about the good news about Jesus Christ and God's love for all people, I had to let go of some of my expectations. Let me explain this one to you. While most of my days were focused on caring for our children and homeschooling them, the Lord opened many doors for me to talk about Jesus in everyday life, especially when it came to young mothers. Now, in Brazil, it's common to see girls at a very young age, practically children themselves, caring for their own children. So, I felt a real strong desire to encourage these young mothers, share my experiences, and most importantly, to open their eyes to the love of God. One of the girls that crossed my path was Maria. Maria was 19 years old and lived with a young man, Manuel, who worked for a construction company. As each project was completed, Maria and Manuel would pack up their belongings and move to the next construction site until the work was complete. There was no construction trailer or any sort of sound structure for them to live in. They would just have a make-do place in a really unusual location. Maria had grown up on a farm and had never had the opportunity to go to school, so consequently she couldn't read, she couldn't write. Tragically, she had lost her first baby when she was 18, and she and Manuel were pregnant again now with their second child when we met them for the very first time. The night Maria went into labor, Manuel came to our house after midnight, knocking on our door and asking if we could help them to get them to the hospital. We were deep asleep, but John woke up and got dressed and drove them to the hospital, totally nervous that Maria just might have that baby on the way. But she was fine and they only asked that John drop them off, and so it wasn't long before John was back home and we went back to sleep. Well, the next morning, when we saw Manuel, he hesitantly told us that Maria had actually been turned away at the hospital where John had dropped them off, forcing them to have to catch a bus to another facility. Oh, we felt so awful. I mean, it was just really hard for me to wrap my brain around the idea that we had actually left them in such a dire situation that she had to actually get on a bus while she was in labor to have a baby. But here's how the Lord used this experience to deepen our relationship with this couple. After a brief bus ride and checking into a hospital, Maria finally gave birth to a little girl that they named Anna, and only within hours, Maria was sent back home with a tiny baby in her arms. And just to remind you, home, well, home was a noisy construction site lacking even the most basic amenities. The conditions were simply appalling. A young mother and a newborn baby being required to live right in the middle of dust and dirt and so many men with such little privacy and absolutely no one to help her to recover From the emotional and physical strains of childbirth, our hearts couldn't take it anymore. So John and I talked about it, and we decided to bring Maria to our house, and I started helping her to adjust to her new role as a mother. I taught her about nursing, changing diapers, even how to bathe the baby. It was an unforgettable experience, but well worth any sacrifice on our end. As a result of our bonding relationship with this precious young mother and father, We had the joy of leading Manuel and Maria to make a decision to accept Jesus as their Savior, and John and I had the privilege of discipling them in their spiritual growth. Sometime later, Manuel and Maria began to talk to us about their desire to get married. You can't even imagine the thrill it was for us when they asked John to perform the ceremony. They both continued to grow in their love for the Lord and had such a hunger to learn more about God. Our relationship continued with them for several years, and on occasions we would visit with them as their family grew to include not just one, but three daughters. Now, not all relationships in that season resulted in long lasting friendships or even salvation. Often, I felt frustration at the Lord's timeline or lack of answer to my prayers for many of these young women. I so desperately wanted them to open their hearts to Jesus, and often, I just forgot that God sees the big picture, and God was always in control all along the way. One young girl, Elizabeth, helped me better understand God's timing. Elizabeth gave birth to her first child when she was just 13 years old. We met her five years later, and by then, she was married to a young man named Edgy Nilsson. Together, they had a 15-month-old daughter, Anna Paola. When John first met Elizabeth G and Edgy Nelson, they were living in a mud shack and Edgy Nelson was unemployed. But after much prayer and searching, the Lord provided a job for Edgy Nelson and a place for them to live in an old farmhouse. That farmhouse had one bed, a gas stove, and water that they collected from a nearby stream because there was no running water in their home. Elizabeth G walked one mile each way to a local dairy so that she could get milk for Anna Paula. Despite their worldly poverty, Edgy Nilsen and Lizabetchi they were happy. They were thankful to have a roof over their heads and for a few possessions that were theirs. They were thankful for little Anna Paula and for their good health. That spring, John took them a bauble and they were anxious to learn more about Jesus. We looked forward to seeing the Lord work in their lives, but obviously the Lord had other plans. We lost touch with Edgy Nelson and Elizabeth and have no knowledge of the rest of their story. But here's what I know. God used this experience to remind me that I am just a small part of His great plan. My responsibility is not to save others. I can't even save myself. But my responsibility is not even to convince people of their need for a Savior. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. My role my role is simply to obey. Obey His prompting and rely on His perfect love for those that He created. When I share these stories, I'm often reminded of those in Hebrews chapter 11, the Hall of Faith, the ones who never saw the Lord's promises fulfilled on this side of heaven. Here's what it says in verse 38, all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. yet none of them received all that God had promised. You know, it seems that despite how it may have seemed, the Lord had not failed. The following verse says this, For God had something better in mind for us. You see, God saw the bigger picture, the arc of history, And he used those who were full of faith to accomplish his purposes for our good and his glory. Do you ever find yourself losing hope in a situation for which you've long prayed? Maybe a wayward child or a lost friend? Would you just allow me to encourage you in your faith? For it was by faith that the heroes of the Bible stood firm in their obedience to God. The Lord is for you allow him to continue to give you his heart and his eyes so that you will see circumstances as he sees them as i close today i want to share how thrilled i was to meet a couple at a recent speaking event in north georgia who are regular listeners to this podcast wow what a joy to meet them and chat with them face to face you know 2022 is just around the corner And my speaking schedule is filling up, but I just want to tell you, hey, I'd love to see you at an upcoming event. You can reach out to my team at trudykathywhite.com to learn about upcoming locations, or if you're interested in arranging for me to come and speak in your area. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and pray the Lord uses what I've shared today to bless you along the way. that concludes our time together for today. To find out more about Trudy, visit TrudyCathyWhite.com or follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. By pondering the lessons in this podcast, you'll move one step closer to having your own meaningful collection of lessons you've learned along the way.